Tony, has your bike ever used oil? Have you ever had to add any oil between changes? No. Or do you change oil every every? Month? I change oil about every <laughs> about every six hundred miles. Well, this why, shit don't, tight. why don't we ask my shit the damn? Tight. Why don't we ask the damn expert down here? He works on motorcycles. Yes, he does. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call myself an expert at all. Like that's uh-huh. at all. It's the, it's an you know, like, Do you know how to read the dipstick? Like, <laughs> I'm serious because they've changed the way they they've done the dipsticks from the twin cam to the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know that there's there's two different fools essentially. There's one on the side stand and one standing say straight up. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if you overfill them, they leak oil out. Okay, I always they check it. I always check it on the side stand. I mean, it, to be honest with you, I, I check it hot as as often as I could. Yeah, I, I checked it this morning, but or actually yesterday before I took off for work. And then when I got home, I checked it again. Um, Is it losing a lot? No, it just seems like it's not in the same spot. I mean, like hot and cold, it's in the same spot, but compared to like four or five months ago. Well, you're going like, to burn oil. You're going to burn oil. It's just yeah. not going to a very rapid pace if yeah, there's nothing it, wrong. Yeah, it hasn't, it hasn't been real, real significant. You know, that, little- that ride here, you probably would just blow back. You probably lost. Yeah. Here yeah. Here and there. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yep. Carly has a unique feature. What? What's blowback? I saw that on Pornhub. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> you got to have a giraffe neck for that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I think that's when they do it in a shoe and drink it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> nice. God, that didn't take long. Welcome to Five Dirty Bikers, Clay. Mm. Welcome, everybody, to the Five Dirty Bikers Podcast. Hey, Dustin, let's get this started. All right, all right, all right. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Five Dirty Bikers podcast. We have another special guest podcast today. We have Clay. You guys would know him from John Maxwell's channel. And Clay, you have your own channel now, of course, yeah. that you started doing um, during during what we're going to talk about today. But Clay has a remarkable recovery story that we're going to share with everybody today. And he's going to talk about what he's been through and what he's had to do to get where he's at now. And I'm sure that this story is just going to be very heartwarming and very, very great for everybody to hear um, in the motorcycle inspiring. world. Very inspiring. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you, Barry. You're welcome. I don't know about ex- inspiring. Oh, it is. It is. Especially, especially some of the stuff that John told us when we had him on here. Yep. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> What all did he tell you? <laughs> well, well, one of the things he told us when you were in the hospital bed, he said you were already making your parts list <laughs> for your new oh, bike. Man. Like, oh God. Yeah, it was. Um, I was pretty upset about that bike. That bike that I wrecked on, I waited six months to buy that bike. Mm. Wow. Holy crap. And, and what, what model was that again? It was a 2019 custom blue max. You know, I had the blue paint job that looked like um, electric artwork down the side of the tank, and it just looked really good to me. And I've always had blue bikes, so I was like, 
that is the only brand new bike I'm ever going to buy. And I bought it. it. Took me six months. And I rode it for a year, put like 30,000 miles on it, and then got in a wreck. So yep. if we, we'll, we'll go ahead and rip off the Band-Aid real quick. Um, if you can, uh, let everybody know uh, what happened. Just If you want to just give us the cliff notes, that's fine. I can pretty much tell you what people have told me have happened because I don't remember the incident at all. And I think that was one of the good things that happened. But they said that, okay, so veterans is the busy road that I'm going to turn right onto uh, after leaving the dealership. And I turned right on that road. And when I apparently, I don't know, maybe 100 yards, 150 yards up the road on the right, there's this place, it's like arcade place. It's called Stars and Strikes. And uh, this lady was leaving from there. And to be honest with you, I don't know what happened. I, but obviously she pulled out and I hit the front end of her car. So I didn't hit the, her door, but I hit where the engine compartment is. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the police have calculated that I was doing approximately 89 miles an hour. Oh. That was my top speed. And then when I actually made impact with the SUV, it was 71. That's approximate numbers. They don't know for real. They, I could have been going 50 miles an hour. Nobody knows. Okay. But what they calculated. So is that a, you said that's a busy road. Is it, is it like a 45, 50, 55 road or? Yeah, it's like a, like a 45, 50 road. I'm not, to be honest, I'm not sure. And I mean, I will, will admit that like the work I was doing that day was pretty aggravating. So I probably did rip on it a little bit. Oh yeah. I had to blow some steam. Yeah. I, but I not, understand that. I, but you have to, on that road, you have to gas it anyways or you'll get ran over because they're not doing speed limit they're doing like 60 70 down that road and it's like well if i don't get out of the way i'm gonna get hit anyways so you so hit the front pretty, you hit the front engine compartment and then what happened based on I what you've on been told you stayed on the so, bike yeah the um, engine guards is wrapped around my legs my right foot got stuck under my brake pedal and then um it snapped my left leg uh, and my ankle and then it also snapped every bone inside of my right ankle so they had to put two rods in one down my leg and one in my foot and then connect them so i don't have flicks in my right ankle anymore so your right ankle's fused you hit that you hit the handlebars and, and it crushed your trachea how long were you in the icu clay pretty much like a month and a half I think. okay i think it was a month and a half so it was, it was a good minute it was a hot minute especially because all the covid stuff they didn't want to move me from icu catch the crap and die because obviously i wasn't breathing on my own yeah at yeah. that time how, how long would you how long were you hooked up to the equipment that you that was breathing for you uh, up until the last so about probably about two months two and a half two and a quarter so about Two, two months in a week, maybe something like that. Now, I, to be honest, I was so doped up that I don't even remember it. That's why right. I, I had to stop taking all the medicine. What was your total <laughs> amount of time that you were in the hospital? Exactly three months of the day. Three months of the day. Wow. And when did this happen? February 29th of okay. this year. And like, it's crazy because we'll have, I'll be at John's and I'll be doing my thing over there. And we'll have customers come in that we knew from the dealership and look at me like they saw a ghost. It's like, man, I didn't die. I just almost did. Like, I don't know what to tell you. 
So, I mean, we're at August 26th. So we're almost six months and you're here. You're here on our podcast with us. So that is amazing. It's amazing. Fucking amazing. Absolutely. I I really wouldn't say like that. A lot of it has to do with the support that the motorcycle community gave me. Like it was ridiculous. And and I couldn't wake up in a bad mood. How was I supposed to wake up in a bad mood when all these people were, were there? Like there was posters, signs, emails, everything. And like all day, every day, there was no way I didn't have time to feel negative about a lot of stuff. It's awesome. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was unbelievable. I, I don't even know how to explain the feeling I had. It just, they weren't negative at all. Well, I can tell you that John put out probably his most sober video he's ever done when he told everybody about your accident. Um, it was probably <laughs> the only, the only video I've ever seen that he wasn't laughing, smiling or, or making an ass of himself. You know, that, that video, he, he really, um, I, it, it brought, it brought all of our attentions, uh, to, to what was going on and reminded us all that you know what we do is dangerous every damn day yeah i mean don't get me wrong john is a uh a freaking hilarious guy but if you hang out with him like on a daily basis not only is he hilarious the dude is just give you literally give you the shirt off his back if you're freezing cold like you know like, you don't even have to have a serious reason to need his shirt he'll give it to you he doesn't care as long yeah. as you're taken care of we get that from him we've we've talked to him a few times and and uh He's been a one of uh, one of my favorite guests to have on for sure. He actually sent us shirts. Yeah, he, yeah, he did. He did. So, are you are you working at John's place now, Clay? I'm um I'm not I'm not, I don't get paid. I don't. I just I hang out there. That gotcha. cheap bastard. I'm not currently employed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I just can't be employed right now. I'm, I'm not really. Um, I'm still not really in the shape the physical shape to to do a lot of the things anyways so um i think i'm just going to take advantage of the opportunity to you know heal up and get used to the surroundings and then when he's ready i'll jump in are, are you are you riding again clay have you been back on a motorcycle yet or you, you yeah still, yeah right? yeah i've got um i don't want to like jump into riding too too quick and then you know overdo myself because man it takes some getting used to especially like i can't feel in my left hand not completely yet uh in that rig, I also lost complete use of my left hand. Like, I couldn't feel it. And the only time I did feel it was when it felt like it was on fire or there was a bunch of hornets stinging it. Wow. And Mary was talking about earlier how, and John said this on, on one of our podcasts, that you were already sending him parts list and this was this wasn't too long after your accident and you were in the hospital i'm like god damn this guy wants to get back at it already and it's amazing because i've seen videos on youtube where people have gone through a lot less in an accident and and they just they just they're like nope not doing it anymore i think a lot that has to do with the lifestyle too um like i rode rain or shine every day i i meant that i wasn't going to spend twenty thousand dollars on a motorcycle and not ride i was going to ride it every day i mean i'm 20 25 years old. I think I'm, <laughs> I think I'm 25 years old and I bought a brand new Harley Davidson. Like I was going to ride it because I was, you know, I was making payments on it and I was struggling to make payments on it, but um, not struggling, but I was doing all right, making the payments. And, you know, I, I didn't eat the best of foods when I ate. Yeah. 
That's had a lot of beans. Had, had a lot of beans and rice. Yeah, just like ham sandwiches. I'll tell you right now, I'm I'm 42 years old, and I, I my vision has instantly went bad because Tony <laughs> is as blurry as I could ever fucking be. It's crazy. <laughs> we can't see a damn thing on Tony. No. That's that dual pixel autofocus at at its fucking best, right there. That's that frosted window look. Yeah. <laughs> you can't even watch porn with how blurry. Yeah. I had my pee pee out, so I had to go blurry. Let's just say, when you watch it, yeah. you had way too big of a blurry thing for your pee pee out there, Tony. <laughs> when uh, when did you start riding, Clay? What? How old were you whenever you started riding? Be five, four, five, something like that. I was young. Yeah, wow. but, yeah but I guess in the south, it's a little different. Like I already got my do- my daughter a um, an electric one, and she's only four. Yeah. Cute. And then my one-year-old's going to follow right behind her and do the same thing. Yeah. In the South, I guess it's it's pretty much um, it's pretty much part of religion to ride ride a motorcycle or a four-wheeler at least yep. at least once in your life. Yeah. You get a dirt bike generally pretty early. A dirt bike or a moped yeah. or a Tom? street trail or something. Yeah. It may be a piece of shit, but you'll get something to ride and have fun on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but the biggest part with me was I was so focused on like being better, being a better rider in general at a young age. Like I wanted to be a motocross champion one day. Yeah. I mean, I gave that dream up because it was too much work. And a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. You you start looking into it. You're like, you know what? I'm good. I'll just, I'll do something else. So they, they told you, you weren't going to, you weren't going to be able to talk and you, you weren't going to, weren't going to what? You couldn't use your left arm. Well, they, uh, to be honest with you, I got a a lot of, I don't know. There was a lot of, you you couldn't, you can't. I don't, to be honest, we don't know. So I was like, you know what, man? Um, that like muscle memory is a thing. I learned that in the army. I was like, well, if I just keep doing it, uh, it'll figure itself out eventually. And I mean, they did give me a lot of um, training exercises to do. Like they said, typing on the computer is one of the best ones you can do. And I was like, yeah, I guess. Because you use your fingertips all the time, but I can't be sitting at a computer all day. Well, working thank on you. motorcycles is good too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey Clay, thank you for your service, buddy. <laughs> no, I mean, I did six years and I didn't do anything in those six years. Man, <laughs> you still did it. You did more yeah. than I did. Yep. Same here. So I mean, that's the fact that you signed your name on the dotted line for six years is something. That's that right. says a lot about your character. Yeah, so that's more than something, I. That's my only regret in life, to be honest with you. I don't regret a lot of things, but I regret that. I talked to a recruiter and I was all ready to sign my name. And then I broke my arm rollerblading and I got blacklisted. Rollerblading? Rollerblading. That is one of the worst excuses I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, dude, I got got two plates, 12 screws, and 52 staples in my left arm. Rollerblading. Oh, my God. Were you like disco rollerblading? He was listening to Morris Day in the time. Flashy pants and shit. It was $50,000 to put my arm back together. He was the bones, the bones pushed out from the side. Yeah, I got this nice big scar to just to, no. to go for it all the way down my arm. And, and the damn thing had, is, he never made it out of the driveway. Yeah, that's it. He had yep. no shirt on, track shorts. Suddenly, was, I'm no, picturing no. Ryan in those like spandex, like no, 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 flashy cut off jorts. Man. <laughs> I had those, yeah. goddamn, yeah. those rocky yep. pants on. 
I had cut off just just like just like Dustin said. I had cut off jorts, and I had one of those football shirts that was cut off halfway. My... <laughs> so your fupa was out. So yeah, it was it was over over top of the shorts. Yep. And I, oh and I was, man, I was doing a lot, I, and I, then I had some leg warmers on the bottom. Yep. What happened is you ran in the corner and you hooked your fupa on the mailbox. <laughs> Swung me right around and swung you right around, man. Yeah. When you're that tall and doing a pair of wet, that's some G forces of the highest extremes at work. It is. You are you are falling from when you're falling from six feet straight up, just straight down. It's it's a lot of force. It is. Not to not to mention, no one wanted to touch me when I had those jorts on that football jersey. They didn't want to put me in the ambulance. They're like, (laughs) we're not touching that fucker. We don't know where he's been. I will never look at you the same. Fucking <laughs> rollerblade. <laughs> God, man. Yep. That's what so, I, yeah, yeah, I mean. Have any one of you ever been in, in an accident? I've been in car accidents, but not a motorcycle accident yet. Knock on wood. Clay, yeah, my yeah. helmet my helmet came off my head in two pieces when I was 10 years old. Damn. <laughs> What'd you hit, a katana or something? <laughs> I, was on, I was on the back. I was on the back of a um, an old Harley, and uh, we were in Southern California. The sun was setting behind us, and the car couldn't see us. And it pulled mm. out in front, and my mom's husband laid the bike down, and we hit the front of the car and spun. And I flew off the back and smashed my head on the ground. And then I Damn. rolled over in the dead man's position, and I was sliding on the on the freeway in the dead man's position face down and I remember opening up my eyes and seeing yellow line, yellow line, yellow line, yellow line, yellow line and I was like oh, I'm just going to close my eyes so I stop moving and I rolled over and I pulled the chin strap on my helmet and it fell off my head in two pieces. God damn. Yep. What the fuck? Let's talk about something <laughs> jovial man. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Dude I would have and I hate to say this but I would have loved to have seen that happen. Like how in the fuck does your helmet just split in half? I yeah, they just I'm, just totally fucking broke. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if you go over to Dan Dan's channel, he's got it saved, talking about it and reviewing it. He yeah, might. fuck that guy. He does probably so. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's the I can't watch that shit. <laughs> yeah, I can't do it. Mm, yeah, I have. they say they say the one that they got of me from the stores is is pretty uh is pretty brutal. Mm. There's yeah. a video of yours somewhere? There's two two angles. Oh shit, no. Don't ever watch mm. that, Clay. Don't ever no, watch I, that. I, I've I've got it. I I'm I've got it. I haven't watched it, but I've got it. Oh. Yeah, don't. Don't watch that. Would that would probably bring back some really bad shit. If so. you don't have memory yeah. of that, if you don't have memory of that, you don't want memory you of that. You just keep it that way. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I, think I'm, I think I'm gonna check it out. There's like there's some things I'm curious about, and there's some things that I need to know. And if I don't, because there's things that you need to be able to change. Because obviously I made a mistake. I made a mistake somewhere because I hit the car, and I want to know yeah. what I did wrong in order to hit the car. Well, it couldn't. Have, she pulled out in front of you. I don't know if yeah, it was but, a mistake. So it doesn't matter if you're in a wreck. Nine times out of ten, both people made a mistake at one point. You were either you weren't paying attention, or you know you were going too fast. Your logic yeah. is sound. Yeah, but it, there's no so, shame in it. If you look like you're a deer in the headlights and you're like, don't even worry about it. Don't. Yeah, even- yeah. like no. I'm, I'm not gonna like. I I fully intend on breaking that video down and sh- seeing what I did wrong. Man, yeah. I know. I know. When I was 15, I decided I had a I had a Ninja 250. I was even brand new and I decided that I was going to get it as fast as it would go and as fast as it would go would was about 85 
or so. And it took me a really long time to get it up to 85. <laughs> and I come around a corner and was fixing to go back through another corner. And the truck pulled out in front of me and blocked both lanes. It was a flatbed Ford farm truck. <sighs> and there was a field off to the right. And I remember seeing the field and I thought, hey, I'll just go off into the field because, you know, I had ridden dirt bikes before that come to find out a street bike does not handle like a dirt bike <laughs> no it does not <laughs> like it. it's not good it's not no, the same no and when your front end drops off into that ditch it won't soak up the other side of the ditch it stops instantly <laughs> and so it ejected my dumb ass and my knee my right my right leg right above my knee uh snapped the clip on handlebar off Jesus. and i went summer they the people that were there at the at the church said i was doing somersaults and i was about 25 or 30 feet in the air and whenever i landed i broke my right arm and they're like, I don't know how you didn't break your neck. I don't know, yeah. you know. But as soon as I stopped, I tried picking myself up. And, of course, I just fell back down because my arm wasn't working. And I was like, why the hell was my arm not working? And so they rushed me to the hospital. And, yeah, I sat in a recliner watching. That That happened the uh, same summer uh, with the whole OJ thing. So I sat there with a broken arm watching OJ <laughs> on TV. So that He's was like, good. this motherfucker is going to break his arm for sure. <laughs> So, yeah, I, uh, I straight up, you know, I, but as I, I actually had broken my arm and like two and a half or three weeks after I broke my arm, I was already back on my BMX bike at the racetrack riding. So, I mean, there, that's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of mental shit that goes into getting back on a motorcycle. While I was in the hospital, two friends of ours, well, there was a couple that are friends of ours and they were riding their motorcycle and pretty much the same thing happened and they ran into to those people. Um, he still isn't back on, he still isn't on two legs and luckily his wife has healed a little faster than he has. Yeah. But they were they were at the hospital the night I got in a wreck. And then a month month and a half, two months later, they get in a, they get the same thing happens to them. And then I get out of the hospital and I go to my grandmother's house because my grandmother doesn't have stairs in her house for at least the part that I needed to get in. And um, I stayed with her while I recovered. But while I was there, a parts guy from our the dealership I was working at, they uh, he got in a wreck on his motorcycle also. So three people within the same community within a four or five month span. Was it on that same road by chance? No, they were all in different areas. Oh, okay. Yeah, but that's, the th I mean, you know, inevitably, they. The, I, I know whenever I was a kid growing up, and I'd first, you know, started riding, was getting older into my younger teen years. What, what you, whenever you start riding a motorcycle, the best thing that you can ever know is you will have a wreck. It may be a big one and it may be, or it may be a small one, but you're going to have a wreck. It's not, yeah. it's not if, it's, it's when. It's when, yeah. yeah. And so, and so inevitably you're going to have some type of accident doing that. And there is risk. And we've been talking about that for two weeks straight, the whole risk versus reward thing. And even though I broke my arm, man, I got back on the first, I got back on the motorcycle as quickly as I possibly could, you know? And, yeah. and that's same here. It's a choice. But yeah. what did your family say, Clay, about you writing after that? I didn't really have a whole lot of negative comments from my family. They were more of like, all right, this dude's going to do whatever he's going to do anyways. Obviously, he can't die. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, they were like, they were probably, they, they didn't ever say it, but they were probably like, man, this dude's crazy. What, what is he doing? Yeah. Then my wife decides she's going to get a motorcycle. <laughs> 
Okay. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'm down. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I think, so, I mean, when you say that though, that's funny because we talked about that last week about, you know, getting new people to ride and why people don't ride. And I think when you do ride or when you are a rider and when it's a part of who you are, there's nothing crazy about it, right? You don't, yeah. I mean, it. you know, riding a motorcycle to me is not crazy. It's, it's normal. It's life. It's what I would choose to do every day if I could. Yeah. And it's so, like if you drive a car, you get in a wreck in a car. Are you yeah. going to stop driving cars? Exactly. It, but for people that don't ride, they don't get it at all. They're like, yeah, see, I told you, you're going to kill yourself on a motorcycle. You know? I think that's a big, um, a big thing though. A lot of the times they could introduce motorcycles early in people's lives in the DMV portion of someone's life. When you turn 15, 16, even 17 years old, I think your one of your first tests should be you have to pass the motorcycle test at least. You know, um, yeah. I wouldn't want to make everybody hop on a motorcycle because you make everybody hop on a motorcycle, somebody dies because of the mistake they made. It, you know, it turns into big deal but and like not everybody wants to ride a motorcycle i wouldn't force that on anybody but it would make you more aware for sure yeah for sure if i if they at least had to pass the test some type of msf course for okay look you've got to go take this course you've got to learn to ride you know maybe not learn to ride but at least introduce the motor that would that would help prevent a lot of accidents or at least even an online class like the army does it every day they do classes when you go get your driver's license they this is what you need. You need this certificate from this online class that is completely free and you get your license as as long as you pass the car driven portion or whatever. Yeah. The MSF course in Illinois, it's like 20 bucks and you can choose at the end of your course. If you pass, if you you can get that 20, 20 bucks back or you could just donate it. Like I just donated it. I mean, 20 bucks. And you can't beat that for for free for almost what's free lessons on how to work yeah. a motorcycle if you never had. Because when I took it, I, I absolutely had never been on a motorcycle before, knew nothing about it except what I saw on YouTube. And you're not going to get the same experience from YouTube as you will getting out and doing it. But yeah, I think Mary said this last week. Everybody should take that. I think that that's even even if you're just yeah. interested, you end up not buying a motorcycle or you don't. Yeah. You get a feel for it. You get to well, you know this and that. I mean, I mean, it's not for everybody too. Some people go through that course and find out that hey, this. This exactly. isn't for me. This is for, even even exactly. if they pass. Even if they pass it, yeah, you get a, you get a lot for twenty. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Clay. No, I mean in the army you have to take it. Like it's a you've got to take the basic, and then you've got to take the advanced rider for whatever type of bike you ride. And at the beginning of the year or the quarter, we'll say, hey, if anybody's interested in riding a motorcycle, we've got a class that's not filled up. Even if you're slightly interested, come on, it's free. It's not like you're paying for it, and you get three days off of work in the army at least. So Thanks. it's like. I, I did it. I did all three of them in like in within the same six months. So I mean, I had nine days off of work. Right, Damn. that's what it seemed like for me. You can get a lot for twenty dollars. I think actually yeah. a White Castle. You can get a lot. Of, <laughs> you can get a lot of white hat. Well, a lot of White Castles. You can get some. Uh, what's those? Um, what are those chili dogs, dogs you're having? Those chili dogs you eat. The Skyliners. Skyline chili. You can have Skyline chili. You could, man, you could. They cause rectal bleeding. (laughs) Skyline is so good, though. Cincinnati chili is so good. Oh, my God. But, boy, they are hard on this system. They make White Castles look like fucking Gerber baby food. (laughs) 
are they are they as bad as six orders of shrimp scampi? Oh, they probably. Oh. No, nothing is that bad. Nothing is that bad, Mike. Dude, did I ever tell you guys a story about when I me and my wife went to Hooters and I had the the shrimp scampi? No. You ordered shrimp at Hooters. Yes. <laughs> was it shrimp steak number one? Was it shrimp scampi or shrimp skanky? <laughs> It was it was wings and titties, wings and titties. <laughs> it was it was the pill and eat. Now that I remember, yeah. We went to this was up in Springfield. We went to White Oaks Mall, and of course, when I eat, when I eat shrimp, like Mike said, it'll it'll either make you shit or or fart. Like like no, a, it, you will shit your intestines and soul right out of your body. <laughs> I didn't get that far because I didn't have seven helpings, but yeah, we, we went to the mall afterward. God damn, this has been a while ago, but we went to Sam Goody's music store and I'm, I'm sitting there looking at CDs and whatever. And I just start fucking ripping them in the aisle and they're bad. Like, you know, usually people can stand their own brand. No, I had to move. (laughs) So I'm over there, you know, looking at some CDs, let one rip. And I, I just like, all right, Got to get out of here. So I move over. It's like where they're selling the t-shirts. And then I see this couple walk right through it. (laughs) (laughs) They were so happy to get in there. And then when they got to aisle two. You're welcome. (laughs) Dude, I laid stink bombs all over that Sam Goody. And uh, I was at a point where I had no other place to to drop a bomb. And my wife walked in because she went to another store. And I'm like, we need to leave. (laughs) Don't go look at Run DMC. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Mm. <laughs> damn do damn do Dustin was crop dusting everybody. Sure was. Hey, oh, speaking no. of hooters, you can also get a good hooker for twenty bucks. Yeah, you say no, you so. Can. No, you can. That those Topeka West Side hookers. <laughs> yeah. You pick That's her up at they, the come and go or the the pump and munch. munch. It's the pump and munch. Yep. That's why it's called Top City. <laughs> The quick, the quick, what's that called? The quickie trip? What is it? What is, quick, what is, quick what does Whitney go to all the time? Quick trip? Quick trip. Yeah. Need for to, a $20 hooker, it better be a quick trip. After that, you better go get a penicillin shot. <laughs> get a shower. All right, Discord friends, FDB's about to answer your questions. Make sure you head over to 5dirtybikers.com and click the link on the homepage to visit our Discord and become a member. So we got some we got some Discord questions for Clay. Yeah, for answering some Discord questions, Clay. Yeah, yeah, right. for sure. I get that from John. That for sure crap because that's all he says. All oh, he, yeah, he's a big for sure. Yeah. <laughs> for sure, he is. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Say Mary, Mary, go ahead and what? start her up. What's for it? sure. For sure. Yeah, he's for sure. For sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Mary. Yes. For sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Okay. Now it doesn't even sound right anymore because we've said it too much. For sure. <laughs> For sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. All right. So our first question from our Discord crew is from Freddie for Life. And he says, what is the one thing about the entire experience that is worth mentioning for other bikers to know when going down for long term recovery fuck that's a deep one that was a long question freddie yeah, man that's we need too- to talk about something jovial god damn you all had a frosty lately those are delicious uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to think about how to word it though um literally the best thing you can do is talk and communicate to people if you can or find a way to communicate to people and just tell them how you're feeling because i'm gonna be honest with you like there were some days where i was like you know what It'd be a whole lot easier if I would have just not been there after, a, you know, if I, if I would have just hit him and died, 
it'd be a lot more easy. But I would talk to people and tell them how I was feeling, and they would immediately chew me up. There was always a way. There was something they could talk about that would get my mind off of whatever I was thinking about. But a lot of the nurses and medical staff that worked with me didn't even, they weren't even my nurses. Like there was one lady that she was a respiratory therapist and she wasn't even my therapist, but she would come in there and talk to me. So a lot of it is communication with the people around you that will keep your spirits up. I hope that answered the question. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. Really Be, good. Actually. Just stay doing something to stay positive. Yeah. Keep your mind busy because if you don't keep your mind busy or at least try to motivate yourself, have a little bit of intrinsic motivation, you know, do things on your own type deal. You'll never, you'll never recover because you'll always have people doing stuff for you. Yeah. No, John, he put the word out about your situation. A lot of people gravitate, gravitated toward you and reached out to you and gave you good wishes, goodwill wishes and everything. And I'm sure that had to really lift up your spirits. Oh yeah. I mean, it's like I said, communicating with people if i didn't have anybody to talk to i would message people back or i would comment on their posts about me and stuff like that you know just thanking them and just being really just being appreciative of everybody that said had anything to say i mean even if it was good or bad yeah there's no other community like it i'll tell you that yeah mm. like i'm pretty sure i got a, a comment that was like well were you going fast does it matter does it fucking matter <laughs> I don't and, know, man. I was—I don't remember. Well, when you're on a motorcycle, thirty is fast. I mean, right? If, if yeah. you're going to stop abruptly, thirty is fast. Twenty's fast. I mean, I, you know, but yeah, yeah it doesn't I, matter. I, I hear what you're saying, but like, I don't know, man. It just depends on the situation. There's certain situations where you you know that you should probably be going slower than the speed limit. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. there's some areas that. You could have not been going that fast, but people make mistakes. It, that, stuff happens. Yeah, but that's part of riding and having fun, though. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Absolutely. I don't ever do the speed limit. <laughs> but that's you know that's just me. It's just a suggestion to Mike. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like lines in the road. I can tell you, <laughs> you can cross those lines when you need to get around a turn faster. Ask everybody up at Deals Gap. That's the dragon. They know. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people jump into riding those curves too too quick too. Also, like yeah. you know, younger riders or newer riders, though, that's where a lot of wrecks happen too. It's just unfamiliarity. Yeah, I, I that's where I can. I think you know I'm very thankful that that my dad got me into into motorcycling when I was you know really young. Uh, Mary was the same way. Her her friends and family got her, you know, into motorcycling and stuff. And Tony was the same way. Uh, Ryan, you know, he grew up riding passenger, but that's, you know, we had the experience of the, of having it in our childhood and learning yeah. at least a little bit, learning basics and knowing how stupidity does hurt, you know, yeah, and I mean, not to do. Yeah. Well, and, and you guys all probably had the same thought process about riding motorcycles, but I, I bring up the army a lot because I learned uh, a great deal about people and life in the army. I was a motorcycle mentor in the army. I was like 23 when I took over the motorcycle mentorship in our unit. 
And at the time, I was also the battalion motor sergeant. And um, you were a sham well, god. I, uh, I I was pretty good at my job. So put it that way. <laughs> uh, like you, you would run into guys, brand new privates, and I say brand new privates. A lot of them, majority of them, were not even twenty years old yet. And then you, you've got some that are like thirty years old. They've done a lot of the stuff you talked to them about, but on majority of the time, it's like a. 18, 19 year old that's never ridden a motorcycle, never even touched one or saw one in real life, would walk up to you and say, I want to ride a motorcycle. Where'd that come from? And it, it was a shocker at first in the army, but then it started happening so often because the community grows within the military fast, ridiculously fast. I guess it would have to. Shit. Yeah, I work, I work yeah. with a lot of veterans where I, you know, at my job <clears throat> that I'm at, you know, uh, Reggie, he's a veteran. Uh, uh, another guy that rides with us, Ben, he's a veteran. But, you know, we talk about Fort Riley because that's, you know, here in Kansas anyway. But that's the first thing that the guys down there in Fort Riley do is is they'll get a check. They go to the Suzuki dealership, get them a Jixxer yeah. 1000 and haul yeah, ass. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, yeah. I think a lot of the, the mindset I had from in this recovery was from, like, I'd see soldiers go down, like literally soldiers still active duty, lose a limb or lose a life, period. And then I, like it never actually reached home until one of my own soldiers that I mentored in the motorcycle ship, mentorship program, when he went down and messed his leg up from his ankle all the way up to his left butt cheek. I mean, he had road rash bad up and down that left leg. And uh, he wasn't able to walk for like four months on it. Yeah, it was bad. God yeah, damn. Kevlar. But like, yeah, well, he was young. He was one of those 19-year-old riders that just hopped on a brand-new Jixxer 600 or something like that. Yep. And he, he just didn't know what he was doing, and it was dark outside. Literally, we dealt with it a lot. And by, by dealt with it, I mean helped him in his recovery and his process of insurance and all that stuff. So I knew kind of what to do when my stuff happened. Man, I learned so much from that from that kid's wreck. I, yeah, I learned so much about motorcycling. Period. That yeah. I thought I, you know, I didn't even know existed. Well, you're definitely an inspiration to a lot of people, just for the fact of everything that you've been through and the fact that you've, you know, miraculously recovered as well as you have so far. And, and they just jump right yeah. back on a motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah. We had well. The uh, the the FXRs at paint right now. Nice. Is it going to be blue clay? Um, that's a secret. I'm not releasing <laughs> that until I get get it back. It might be a while though. It, it's probably going to be a good good few months before I get it back. It's it's to a pretty um, it's at a pretty pretty badass painter's shop right now. It's going to be salmon, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's, it's is it is it is it a local way. is it a local painter? Yeah, but he's um he's pretty well renowned. Is he okay? there? See you go. What other what other questions we got? We got one here from Squatch. The bike is going to be eighties retro ish. Eighties retro ish. I told somebody. I told I told the people in the Discord if I ever painted my bike, I'd paint it like the Mirthmobile from Wayne's World. <laughs> that was that, that powder blue with the like the little like the little yeah. old school like flames, just you like little bitty ones. Pink like Miami Vice. <laughs> yeah. That'd be good. <laughs> the Twizzler <Miami> dispenser. <laughs> the expensive. 
Clay, if, if you get your bike painted Miami Vice colors, just please please show up with a white with a white jacket on and a like a colored T-shirt on underneath it. Yeah, and shoulder pads, <laughs> big shoulder, shoulder pads, and the sleeves yeah. pushed halfway up. Yeah. Yes, little little bit of that soul glow, Jerry curl in your hair. <laughs> With some Ray-Bans or some... Uh, oh, you got to have Bans. some Wayfarers, yeah. 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 Here's one from Squanch from the Discord. He says, or asks, how do you feel your writing style will change, if any, after recent events? I was already pretty um, attention to detail. Like, I watched everything when I wrote, or tried to. And, um, like, I, nobody's perfect, so you're not going to see everything coming, but... I was pretty aggr- I was a pretty aggressive writer before. Um, I'll probably probably always be in. If I'm not doing, I gotta the speed watch limit. what I say. I gotta watch what I say. But like, if I'm not going fast enough for my liking, then I'm not having fun. And I don't want to just ride 30 miles an hour everywhere. That's boring. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'll go somewhere else and do the speed limit there, but it's it's 70, 80 miles an hour there. I don't have to right. worry about you know breaking the law or anything. I don't think I'll ever change riding styles at all because I, I had a pretty good riding style. I, I was aggressive when necessary, and I wasn't when I didn't have to be. I know it seems pretty cut and dry, but like, no, fuck it. No, I mean that's just, short and sweet. Yeah. I, well, I can't. I can't sit there and talk about if I'll ever change because I don't know, man. I like I may when I turn fifty years old and I can't do certain things. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'll tell you from experience. <laughs> Like, like Tony can attest to that. Yes. Like 50 years old for the average person, you you can still ride. You can still do a lot of things. But 50 years old for me is going to be, it's going to be hell. It's going to suck. Like my legs are not going to feel good. That's why they make freewheelers. Yeah. You no They'll do. No. You get the dildo conversion. Yeah. No. (laughs) With two wheels, I'm done. I sent Blockhead the picture of the dildo. Oh my gosh. The dildo. Well, I can tell you, see, the reason old people go slow is because everything looks like you're going so fast. Yeah. Like when I'm doing 40 on my motorcycle, I feel like I'm doing a hundred now. It's like, what the (laughs) fuck's going on? What, what do you have? What, what motorcycle do you have? I have a 18 soft tail slim. Dude, that thing lives at 80 miles an hour. What are you talking (laughs) about? It it does live at 80 miles an hour. Yeah. (laughs) I agree. I won't argue. That thing is is lovely at eighty miles an hour. Yeah, my, yeah, it was good all the way to Kentucky at yeah. eighty five ninety. Yeah, <laughs> that's my favorite cruising speed. <laughs> yeah, just kick back, put your hand, take your hands off the bars. You ever done that? Yeah, just I do that shit all the time. You don't do it on a dyna, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, you do, you do, you do. Especially when it has T bars. <laughs> oh man, nope. Oh yeah. Wobbly. See, like, I'm, I'm like, I'm a huge fan of the Dyna FXR Sportster. If they're, if they're, if they look right, like the Sportster, the only way I'm a fan of it is if it's got the Cafe Racer fairing or the Scrambler type look. Not, I don't like an average Sportster. Yeah, I like a a, a dual sport Sportster. Essentially, I, can, I, I learned early on on the podcast. Uh, that a, a sportster doesn't make a good scrambler <laughs> if you have to go over really large obstacles and wreck it. And then if you try to pick yeah. it back up, it's not a fun scrambler then. Yeah. See, like, I'm, I, obviously, I wouldn't go do this stuff with it. It just looks all right. Yeah. <laughs> it looks, like it looks, buy one. Right. It looks fantastic. It's but just, it's, you know, 
shitty. It's just shitty. Well, you can, but you can, you can ride it to Starbucks. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're good flat track bikes. Some of yeah. them. You can go to Wendy's and get a Frosty. They're delicious. <laughs> Better buy you a cup holder before that. Tony, do you dip, do you dip your fries in said Frosties? I do, I do not dip. I'm not a fry dipper. What? What is wrong with you? He's got no, a broken that, penis, coach. I broke my dick, coach. Take me out. Take me out. I'm, I'm with you, Tony. I don't dip. I yeah. don't dip French fries in their chocolate. That ain't happening. Well, I... I, I I don't. I'm not a big fan of the the newer version of the fries. I think well, Wendy's going they, down Mike, they leave anyway. some of the skin on them. <laughs> Got too much you can't have no. You can't have no skin on fries. That little They're redheaded bitch fries. at Wendy's can't make sandwiches anymore. <laughs> Those things suck. They really do. They're not as good as they used to be. No, Dude, they the are spicy not. chicken sandwich is still my jam. <laughs> Mike, you don't like skin on fries? No. <laughs> you eat, no do you eat your fries? Do you eat ranch with your fries? You're like damn ranch. right I do. Bacon and cheese yeah. and ranch. God damn. Yeah. No skin. Blue cheese dressing is what I like with my fries. No skin. You're fired. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> Step into my office. You're fucking fired. You can't get no damn, you can't get no love with blue cheese. That shit stinks. It's delicious though. It is delicious. It's, it's very tasty. Dude, I had, uh, exactly. we went to that, what was that, um, Wallace Station in Kentucky, yeah. Tony? Man, yeah. I had the, that, that was the best blue cheese burger I've ever had. What's it called? Wallace Station? Yeah, Marcellus Wallace Station. Marcellus Wallace Station? This <laughs> fucking place is in the middle of nowhere, and it used to be like an old grocery store. And the only reason I know it's there, it was on diner drives, ins, and dives. And we went there. They make some fucking banging burgers, dude. In Kentucky, in the middle of nowhere, so it's like an ass-raping restaurant. I mean, dude, it really is, isn't it, Dustin? It's like... <laughs> Out there, it ain't, the it ain't no ass raping restaurant. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're pretty, no. pretty legit food. You, get, you know, you can watch some horses over to you your know, right. Down the street, there's Balls Deep Cafe. That's the <laughs> ass raping. <laughs> Is there Damn. a pump and munching? Balls Deep Diners right down the street. They're serving Rocky Mountain oysters. <laughs> they have a putt putt course in the back. <laughs> Wow. Let me, let, let me hold your pole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Holy shit. <laughs> Balls the, deep cafe. Yeah. The, 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 oh, uh, shit. The, the fucking to-go windows ankle high. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Where'd you go to eat last night? Balls deep. Balls deep diner. God dang! <laughs> I don't think I could ever eat something from a restaurant that has the word balls on the dinner. <laughs> <laughs> they give a whole new meaning to the five dollar foot long. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't even need a meatball sandwich. That shit just. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm not a meatball man myself. <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> I prefer him in a patty. But Tony will dip a Frosty in one of those all day long. <laughs> frosty. <laughs> there he is. Oh, shit. That is funny. It hurts a little bit. I bet it does. <laughs> oh. Some slight pressure. <laughs> I forgot to say, too, with my injuries, like um, the left side of my face 
kind of like uh, I've lost feeling and it's because I had two strokes while it was happening. Like while they were doing all the surgeries, I had two strokes. Holy shit. What? Yeah, it's pretty wild. Jesus. Yeah, like I, well, the reason I forget so much stuff is because they, they told me one thing at a time and over like a two month period. So I didn't get it all at once. I got it over a two month period. So kind of takes a little bit to get used to and like remember everything that happened or at least to what they worked on. Right. And so you said you have, you have two children, right? Yeah. Yeah. A three-year-old and a one-year-old. Three-year-old and a one-year-old. And how, and how are well, the one-year-old? I really wouldn't be, how, how's the three-year-old doing after all this? Um, she, I'm going to be honest with you. She was pretty pissed off that I wasn't at the house. <laughs> she didn't know what happened. She was like, whoa, this ain't going to happen. Like they would come to the windows all the time at the hospitals and hang out with me and stuff. It was, to be honest, it's so, like it still hasn't hit me that I was in a hospital for three months. Right. I saw the picture on your Instagram account of her looking at your motorcycle. Oh yeah. Yeah. My mom took those pictures and accidentally caught her in the, in the frame and she was upset about my motorcycle being destroyed. Isn't it, isn't it funny? I think, I think it's, it's funny and it's great how sometimes kids can just simplify things so much for us and just put everything into perspective. You know what I mean? Like she's, she's like, Oh, you're going to be fine, daddy, but your bike is fucked. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. She she really, Paisley really didn't care about, uh, she didn't care about riding it. When she was one year old, she was riding on my soft tail with me. So, like, I put her in, in my stomach and I would ride around on the bike in our little neighborhood. But then I'd go park it, she'd get off, run inside. And then uh, as she got older, we stopped doing it. So, she wasn't too much riding it with me, but. She knew she knew whose bike that was, and she knew what mine sounded like for sure. Now, anytime she hears a bike, she's like, "We all going. do that." <laughs> we all she hear. You're like, "What is that?" Imagine a, imagine a three year old doing that to you all day long. Oh yeah, that's that's, that's what she stuff. does. It's pretty. It's pretty good. A lot of people ask me too. They'll be like, um, "So she didn't even hear you coming?" I'm like, "Apparently, fucking not." <laughs> Apparently not. Like, I had a a pretty loud. It was a pretty loud bike. It was a two in the one cutoff right right before the saddlebag, so it was pretty loud. Oh wow! Yeah, it, it was. It sounded like a drag car coming down the road. L A F. Yeah, loud as fuck. Loud yes. as fuck. Mm. And it, it was. It was pretty raunchy too. It was. It sounded. It probably shouldn't have been legal. Loud. <laughs> it, it, it really probably shouldn't have been. Well, you had an exhaust on it, so it was legal. Yeah, barely. <laughs> well, yeah, but still, barely is good enough, in my opinion. Yeah, and that's just lights. Then you probably got like 20 lights on that damn thing you ride. Oh, on, <laughs> it does. I actually do. I've got uh, a place uh, out of Washington, um, Cyclops Adventure Sports. I've actually, they've hooked me up with, enough light they've hooked me up with uh two of their called explorer lights and it i look like a damn i look like a spaceship running through the the lights on your bike that the fucking stator can't keep up (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was me and me and my buddy had went out riding and you know we were just putting around just dicking off whatever and 
Yeah. And broke back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we all camping too. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't camping. just don't wrestle out in the field. It never goes good. Yeah. Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> but no, we were we were only cruising. We were cruising 35, 40 miles an hour and just, you know, talking on our comm units and stuff. And I had my lights on bright for about five hours and I went to start my bike up after we had stopped smoke and uh it was it was a little it was it it didn't it didn't like almost not start it was just slower starting than normal yeah and so i got back and and uh just put it on the charge and it took about i don't know probably 20 minutes and it was charged back up yeah i've i can i push out a lot of uh a lot of lumens out of the front end of my bike to say the least but by god i can see everything you're mm. the fuck can. You're trying like Thor. <laughs> Riding the lightning going down the fucking road. That's a damn hammer from hell. <laughs> it is. I don't okay. think I could have that bright of a bike there. Like, mm, well, I, I mean, hell. I just, you know, it's out here we have a lot of deer, which you got a lot of deer in the south yeah. too. But, but, I, man, the CRF, God, the factory headlight is horrible. If you just have the headlight, it's. Yeah. You're, you're city riding, and that's about it. I mean, if you don't have other lights yeah. with you, you're it's a pain in the ass. So I had to do something, and, man, they – God, man, they knocked it out of the park because they, they didn't make the kit until I called them up and asked them to make me one. And, dude, it's awesome. Direct plug-and-play, and it's good stuff. Yeah, I wish my job was that easy. I was just plug-and-play and stuff. Hey, is there any way you can put these 25-inch tall T-bars on my bike? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Speaking of, it's, Ryan, your your photo you sent of your your fairing reminded yeah, me of something that happened. Reminded me of something that happened last week. I got to talk about because Mike's talking about good companies, and this this is a shout out to Memphis Shades. It's a good and a bad thing, but mostly a good thing because Ryan, I remember how you talked about uh, months ago about when Tony didn't have a windshield yet. Mm-hmm. And you were talking about how you could put a cup of coffee on your tank and watch the steam come up. Mm-hmm. Well, I blew ass on the way to work. <laughs> <laughs> and you do that a lot, apparently. Yeah. Uh, well, what happened was, you know, usually. You threw coffee on your tank. <laughs> <laughs> no. Usually, you know, a fart's just going to just gonna skid behind you. But that Memphis Shades real wire fairing, that fucker rose up slowly. <laughs> Entered the nostrils, dude. And I was like, "How? I was like, how is this possible?" Got stuck in the helmet. Vent was closed. It's that that vortex you you love so much, Tony. It is. I love that vortex. That is so funny. When you when you shotgun a fart on a motorcycle, you know you're in business, man. You're really cooking with gas. Well, you got to position yourself right because, like, I, I went back a little bit, so everything came out the front. Oh God! Fat back over the fart. Yeah, yeah so, so his ball hairs off. Yeah, so I had a, I, had a third, uh, I got a 15 inch windshield on that road warrior. So for for a good you know 20 seconds, it so was it it reaching. went past the taint through the balls, ricocheted <laughs> off the windshield, and then into the helmet. I, th- I think this thing that's just a, went straight up. That's a bad one, man. <laughs> There's something wrong with your mud flap. <laughs> when you start the sentence with, I got a 15-inch what? <laughs> <laughs> Shh. 
shit. Oh, man. Uh, all right. Mike, what do you got for us? Wait, before we do that, uh-oh, there was, uh-oh. there was, wait, wait, there was one more thing in the Discord. There, was a, there was a comment and a question. This one comes from Walter. The Volts. The Volts. He says, this is for Clay. He says, I'm glad you're doing much better. I'm uncertain uncertain what happened or the details of your accident, but I heard from John Maxwell that it involved a car or an SUV. What would you say drivers could do at all or better for us motorcyclists to prevent or minimize accidents like yours? And he ended it with hashtag Clay Strong. I say they stay home. I'd want to say everybody just pay attention, but that's not going to happen. People are too complacent in their their big machine surrounded in metal. They don't care. It's not going to like. Do you find yourself not paying attention to things when you drive your truck or your car every day? (laughs) Like I drive my truck, and sometimes I won't even turn my turn signal on. I'm like, oh man, I I bet you people like that all the time. You just get complacent in a in a vehicle. It's Literally, it's literally up to you, up to the person driving the vehicle, whether they want to be an asshole to everybody or they just genuinely care for one another on the roads. That's like something I was raised to do, though, like generally care for everyone else's safety above your own. Because yeah. you never know. You never know who's in those vehicles. You know, it could be a 16-year-old girl that's learning how to drive or a 60-year-old man that can't see half, half the time, you know. It, I'm not, and I'm not mad at that lady at all. Like I have no, I have not had a negative thought about her the entire time. It's just like our lawyer would would like to, you know, do the best he can and and you know paying for the medical bills and stuff like that. But if it comes down to taking this lady's house from her and all her assets, that's where I draw the line. Like I'm not doing that. That's ridiculous. She's got five, six kids. There's no way that I would do that. I wouldn't be able to live with myself. I mean, that, that, that would eat me alive for the rest of my life. Selfishness is a big thing. Yeah, and I think that's, sure. I think that's the, I think that's the thing with most people in today's world is people don't think of their actions and what their actions are going to do to another person, their friends or their family. And if you think about what your actions you do every day, how little or how large they are, and you think about it affecting someone else or their family or their friends, that puts things into a perspective that everybody can understand. And it's kind of like this coronavirus. Like um, if you go somewhere and you're going to be touching stuff, at least sanitize your hands before you do, before you touch anything like, be considerate of, of the people around you. And I think this COVID stuff is kind of, is helping with that. Yes. You're going to crap about others, but yeah. I mean, it's well, never going to be 100%. Right. And that's, I'll say this, and then I'm not going to say another word about COVID. But <laughs> oh, fuck. The biggest debate right now is, is the whole mask thing. Yeah. And what people don't understand, I wear a mask all the time. I wear a mask at work. I wear a mask when I go out. The mask that I put on my face isn't because I'm worried or I'm scared. The mask that I put on my face and I wear every day, I wear it because if I happen to catch this virus that's going around, I don't want to infect anyone that I have been around. I don't wear it for my safety. I wear it for everyone other than myself. 
Yeah, especially your family. Like, and it's it's just a sign of respect for me because I respect yeah. everyone. And and I don't. I, that's the thing. I think about everyone else. I don't think about myself. And yeah. that's uh, that. That's if everybody you know felt the same way, then it wouldn't be such a big deal. But that's uh, yeah. But we'd have a much simpler world. It, w- yeah. it wouldn't be as yeah. If people thought about others, unless you ride a Dyna and then you can fuck off. Yeah. Well, you, you've just you've made us you've made a selfless selfless decision if you ride a Dyna. I mean, you know, you're because you're saying fuck the world when you purchase it. Enough with the Dyna. I think it goes back to what Clay says about, you know, about COVID and people learning. It's an awareness, basically. You know, we're more aware now of what we need to do to be safe and to keep other people safe. And I think that goes along with driving a car, too, versus driving a motorcycle. I think, you know, a lot of people that don't ride motorcycles, they're they're not aware. They don't pay attention. I think um, for myself, just speaking from, I guess, my experience since I've started riding, now when I get in a car, I'm constantly looking for motorcycles before I pull out. I check three times before I pull out. You know, I'm always looking before I go to pass somebody on the road. You know, I might not see a car coming, but I take those extra couple of seconds to look to see, is there a motorcycle coming? Oh, yeah. it's, made me, it's made me a better rider too, or a better driver too. Exactly. And I think riding. it's, if we could just get that awareness out there to people that don't ride motorcycles, you know, Hey, pay attention. It all starts with John Bon Jovi and playing that as your number one song on your playlist, <laughs> dead or alive. <laughs> oh my <God>. It's on mine. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> it literally is. You don't play it every time you leave, though, right? You don't, like, crank it all the way to, like, max volume. I don't have – well, I don't have – well, before, no. Okay, good. I really didn't listen to music. I was going too fast. <laughs> you get a JBL a clip. You get a JBL clip and you hook it onto your clutch cable, you know, or something, and just let it hang there. And at 80 miles an hour, you can't hear a damn thing it's doing. No. True. <laughs> Banana Mono, word of the day. It's like Jeff, you over your mind. The word of the day is Cree puss color. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my <Jesus>. God. oh, fuck. <laughs> oh. I think Cody might quit. <laughs> <laughs> Spelling oh. would be K R upside down E dash P upside down E S dash K Y upside down E dash L E R. So, what color was it? I don't want to know. That sounds disgusting. Pink. That's pink. Got a for sure. It could be any color. <laughs> got KY in it. It might not have a color. <laughs> if you go get it tattooed, it can be any color you want. <laughs> oh, shit. You could, you could hide a sentence up in there. You got four tries. <laughs> mm. God. 
And that's not making the podcast. <laughs> it's definitely making the podcast. Oh my god. Y'all motherfuckers are wild. <laughs> you got two of them on each side. Minora and Majora. <laughs> what are you doing this for? I thought it, I thought it was like this. No, it's the Spock. Oh, the Spock. That's what that's, it is. That's for the advanced. The advanced the Spock. <laughs> that's the advanced class. No, for the, you can go for the bowling ball if you <laughs> can. Hey, they love that one. Yeah, um, you, you know what they call you. Know, <laughs> You know what they call? You carry them around like that. It's called the beetle clip. <laughs> That's, a like That's a lot. That's a lot. I'm glad I'm not the only one that turns red on this. <laughs> Girls always say, I love my man so much. He's got crab hands. <laughs> Girls never say that. Yeah, no, I don't think they do. <laughs> Ryan has lost it. Mike's going back to Red Lobster to have shrimp scampi. (laughs) It's lobster fast. Um, Placrustials would be Kershwa, Peshwas, Kawashwas, Lur. I just pissed myself. Jesus. Hey, you're all good. Hey, you're good when you got when you got schwa's with your KY. <laughs> Ryan just squirted. Kentucky. Oh my what god. What the fuck are the burr crust deals? <laughs> <laughs> that that's usually about an hour afterwards. Yeah. Oh gross. <laughs> It also comes as a yummy topping on a Pizza Hut Pizone. <laughs> and Clay's <laughs> Oh my um, god. It's an it's an adjective. Comes from Latin. Mid seventeenth century. My favorite century. Yeah. First definition. Remember, we're talking about a Cree puss color. <laughs> <laughs> is of or pertaining to twilight it could be it could be glittery <laughs> and bloodthirsty it's like a stripper yeah strippers are bloodthirsty hey that reminds They're me they're <laughs> when strippers when strippers are on their period, do they have a string hanging out? <laughs> I have never been. I've never been to a strip club, so I don't know. Maybe they use the just, cup. Just highly inappropriate. Oh, the diva cup. There you go. What if it fell out? <laughs> oh. <laughs> then it would look like a murder scene. No. That would be her. She she made a splash that day. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> My God! Shoot this that cannot thing out make like a podcast. fucking potato cannon. 
That's ridiculous. <laughs> My fucking head hurts. <laughs> take you right now. I've never been to a strip club, but if that happened on the first time that I went, I would definitely go back to see if it ever happened again. <laughs> it's like one of those. It's like one of those pop fireworks where you pull the string and it goes. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I don't want to be like one of them. Be like one of them ping pong girls overseas. <laughs> what? Oh boy, that escalated quickly. <laughs> it always does. Second definition. Another one. Active in twilight or evening, as with certain animals. I'm not, I'm not touching that. Mm. <laughs> hey, Clay. Animalistic. Mm. Oh, he froze. How do you pronounce the word again? Can you hear me? Cree, yeah, yeah. Cree puss color. <laughs> would you, Clay, would you like for me to use Cree puss color in a sentence? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm curious now. <laughs> okay. Hey. It, it went from strippers to nocturnal animals. Who? <laughs> 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 Is are they not the same kind of people? <laughs> Everybody else, would you like for me to use creepus color in a sentence? <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, we're all in. Can't wait. Creepus color animals tend to move around in the period between day and night. Ooh. I know. Mm-hmm. If you if you're hey, and if you're real still, you can catch them red-handed. <laughs> oh. Oh. Man, I just oh. threw up a little bit in my mouth. <laughs> oh. That's gross. Looking at this definition. <sighs> Second. Example would be the Cree puss color hour is my favorite when the sky turns deep red and purple and the noise of the day quiets to a whisper. I can tell you, Clay, I am amazed at the situation, your wreck, and your recovery, because it is awesome. I would laugh at myself because, you know, that's the thing is, man, (laughs) he's in a pretty shitty situation, you know? (laughs) Only thing I would say is if I was in the hospital, I might say, hey, nurse, can you please try to warm your hands up this time? (laughs) (laughs) You know, because... It's a little I, I, chilly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get it that you used that you used Purell. I get that. <laughs> that doesn't do anything for warmth. So <laughs> they, were, they were pretty good though. Like I would crack jokes with them all the time. Like uh I felt bad for this one, but like my right ankle was in a 
like halo boot thing for a while. Yeah. And I couldn't feel it, dude. I was on so many medications that so many painkillers I didn't feel my legs. So she grabbed my leg one day and I acted like it hurt so bad, <laughs> screaming and stuff. <laughs> and uh, she started freaking out and I was like, started laughing and she was, I don't know, she was freaked the fuck out, but then she started laughing too. And I was like, man, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you can't yeah, help but be positive. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't leave your day trying to make a positive impact on everyone you meet that day or come in contact with, you're not living right, man. Like, I literally have nothing negative to say, anything negative to say about people I'm with daily. Because, I mean, all I do is take the positives from them and help other people, too. Yeah, We just help each other all day long. That's all we do, especially so cool. me John. Yeah. So Clay, uh, let everybody know where we could find you on social and YouTube. You're on Instagram, we know. Yeah. So Clay Perrette, C-L-A-Y-P-A-R-E-T-T-E is my Instagram and Facebook um, and YouTube. So I made it pretty, pretty simple. But I do try to post like weekly videos too. Everything's been so busy. It's, it's hard to film and then actually cut and edit those videos yeah Yeah, we all feel you on that Mm -hmm. a lot of people would email me or message me and send me i've even got letters from people that uh, wanted me to start a a youtube channel based and base it on the recovery and i was like you know what i'll do it i'll do it but i'm not any good at it no but i figure if i reach 20 people that's 20 more people that didn't know before what what you could do or what you couldn't do when you're recovering or you should do. I mean, I, I got really lucky. I got to go live with my grandma that my grandma and my granddad that were one of them was retired. And then my granddad retired while I was recovering at their house. So I got lucky and had a really big and, and good support channel behind me. Um, and then, um, this past month that that grandmother that I stayed with passed away from COVID. So it's been, um, it's been like rough in general, but I mean, I try to keep a good mood and I try not to like say stuff like that, especially when I'm talking about my accident because I want it to be uplifting. I mean, it's, I've, dude, I've had a rough 2020. Like, this year has been fucking rough. Yeah, I think everybody's had at least a bad 2020. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I'm with you. 2020 can eat then, a dick. Yeah, yeah, fuck 2020. Yeah, fuck 2020. Like, yeah. if there was a car for sale in 2020, that bitch should be worth nothing. <laughs> fucking shitty year. Don't buy a 2020 Harley Davidson. Just don't. If you nope. have one, trade that nope. bitch in for a 19 or an 18. Get <laughs> right. rid of it. Wait yep. till next year. Yep. Barbara Walters. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> she was on 2020. Oh, <laughs> Mike and his randomness. Goddamn six degrees right there, man. <laughs> hey, Clay. Do you have two Instagram accounts? I do, and 
literally the reason that I have two Facebook and Instagram accounts is because um, ones for the premiums. Because I have to, I have you twice on Instagram. Yeah, well, one is based like one I'll post specifically to for YouTube and like the FXR and recovery related stuff. Okay. But I don't want to post pictures of my my family and stuff we do, you know, throughout the week. I'm under, okay, I understand now. And, okay. And John was like, this is probably what you should do, bro. And I was like, you know what? You've, you've been doing it for a while. I'll just do what you say. Yeah, I got you. We won't, we won't put that in the podcast. That was just a question. I was like, I wonder yeah. if this is really his account or if somebody's just like yeah, taking I, us I pictures and doubling. So. Yeah, I use both of them, but. Okay. Um, and I've got a lot of friends on my Instagram and Facebook that it would just be, it would cause them more of a burden to go follow the channel than it would be just to okay. use both of them frequently. Okay. Well, there you this go. is the most I've talked in like, <clears throat> I don't know, three months. I wondered about that earlier. Are you okay? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine. It's just, can you guys hear me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. You're doing great. I can't scream. And I, like, we're not going to a concert together. You're not going to be able to hear me at all. <laughs> no. Sorry. Cut that. Out. Like, go ahead and get that notion out. Like, being around loud stuff all the time sucks. Especially yeah. when John pulls out his impact. It's like, bro, put that away. Who's <laughs> She's a ratchet, you lazy bastard. <laughs> well, dude, thank you so much for coming on and just giving us your time tonight and telling us about your story and your recovery. It's, it truly is inspiring. Oh, it really um, is. I don't really feel that way, but if people take it that way, I guess it's a good thing. Yeah. Um, and I, um, you go check out Clay on social media, check out his YouTube channel. That hashtag Clay Strong because it's still running wild like Hulkamania. Yep. It is. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I do appreciate you guys brother. having me on. It was Absol- uh, absolutely. We well, appreciate you taking the time and coming on, man. Yeah, man. Dude, I was trying to I was trying to stay in contact with you guys throughout this whole like week, but man, I literally understand what John is going through, like. I ain't doing half the work he's doing, and I'm running behind. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a lot. Man. We would also like to thank our two newest Patreon members, Alan White and Richard Galbraith, that joined us this week. Thank you guys so much. Keep it dirty, riders. We'll see you next time on the FDB Podcast.